Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Senator Richard Blumenthal, fresh off a trip to the Middle East, joins us now here on Brian & Company and WTIC News Talk 1080. Mr. Senator, good morning. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me. Hope you're well, too. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing well. Thank you. So uh, where did you go? On, you didn't just go to Israel, right? Tell us about the trip. We went to Saudi Arabia and Egypt as well as Israel, and we went in a bipartisan delegation, 10 of us in total, five Democrats, five Republicans, including the chairman of the Armed Services Committee, where I serve, the Foreign Relations Committee, the second in command of the Republicans in the Senate, John Thune and Susan Collins from Maine, who uh, is the ranking member of the Appropriations Committee. So it was a, a good delegation, and we visited those three countries, talking to the heads of state in each of them. So what 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 came of it? Like what you know, Egypt. You know, I have to say, as you know, we're reluctant to open up the the aid window, and they won't take any refugees, nor will Jordan. Saudi Arabia reports where they were inching towards some sort of normalization agreement with Israel. Like, what came of the conversations? Well, here's what came of the conversations. First, we came back united in urging the Biden administration to take stronger measures to deter Iran from unleashing its proxies like Hezbollah in the north to create a second front, stronger pressure on Iran. And as you saw just last night, there were strikes against some of Iran's proxies. And we spoke with a single voice, unified Republicans and Democrats together on that point. Second, on normalizing relations, Saudi Arabia, they seem to be open to continuing those talks with Israel, which is very, very important to, first of all, provide better economic progress, but also stability and peace in the region. And third, we pressed Egypt to open that gate uh, to allow more humanitarian assistance, which it is doing, but still far less than it should and must. And in Israel, of course, we pressed for that kind of humanitarian aid, but also for minimizing civilian deaths. We told Israel that we would stand with them, back them, provide whatever arms are necessary for them to win against Hamas, the wars against Hamas, not against the Palestinians. And I think the pause that you're seeing now enables more negotiations for the hostages, but also humanitarian aid for the Palestinians. You know, I want to get to the civilian casualty element of it in a second, but I want to ask you a question about Egypt first. We're talking with Senator Richard Blumenthal here, of course, senior senator here in Connecticut. I'm Brian and Company. 
you know, it's a bit of a leading question, but tell me your opinion on why Egypt isn't more, I don't know, supportive directly of the Palestinian people in terms of support, refugee, shelter, like that stuff. That's one of the key questions, Brian, in the whole region, because as you know, none of these countries surrounding Israel is particularly welcoming of more no. refugees. They already have a lot of them. Well, there's and one school of thought they, that they basically, they, they let the Palestinians do their dirt. They, they're anti-Israel, and as long as the Palestinians are fighting their battle and they don't have to get dirty, they want to keep it the way it is, actually. They don't actually want it to be better. Is that possibly well, true? Well, that is possibly true, and also a variation of it, which is they're interested in their own economic progress, not in the Palestinians. If they can make peace with Israel and have economic relations with them that advance technology, for example, in Saudi Arabia, they're moving toward green energy. They want to be the Silicon Valley of the Middle East. They're happy to do it and kind of leave the Palestinians in the lurch. So the United States ought to insist that the Palestinians benefit from the stronger relations between Egypt and Israel, Saudi Arabia and Israel, Jordan and Israel. And uh, the, uh, in my view, the Egyptians ought to do their part in providing greater access of aid, humanitarian aid, but also care for more of the refugees. You know, the, the issue of civilian casualties, and, you know, right now there's, they're just doing some incursions and they haven't, certainly they're not occupying and they're, they haven't done some sort of full-scale invasion and people worry about some sort of hand-to-hand combat building to building in, in a place like Gaza, densely populated. How worried are you about sentiment? You know, we know there's already conflicted sentiment, you know, in many places, including here in the United States. But if there are a lot of civilian casualties, it, it, the, the PR battle for Israel is, is not going to be easy. I'm very worried about what a major offensive may be, a ground offensive that involves urban house-to-house, street-to-street battles, such as we saw in Fallujah and Mosul, you know, it took nine months for the American army to clear Mosul, and the fighting was just brutal. So I'm very worried about civilian casualties in that kind of urban warfare, just as I am about continued bombing that involves civilian casualties. But let's be very blunt. Hamas is using many of these civilians as human shields, as in effect, as it's using the hostages. I want to see the hostages free, keeping them as a violation of international law. And I want to see the Israeli action be carefully targeted, narrowed, and uh, avoid casualties for the Israeli troops because they are at risk as well as civilians. And allowing more civilians to move from the north to the south is critical. Hamas has been blocking many of them from moving. And, you know, there's a high level of disinformation and misinformation, such as happened with the hospital tragedy and other instances in Gaza. So, uh, yes, civilian casualties should be minimized. And I hope that Israel is using this pause to take advantage of our expertise. We have a general over there, General Glenn, who is about as knowledgeable about this kind of urban warfare as anyone in our military and that they target and narrow the fighting as as much as possible. 
You know, obviously, I, I you were already back from the Middle East. If I could just shift gears, and we only have like two minutes here with Senator Richard Blumenthal. Uh, you were with Susan Collins in the Middle East, but you were back when the tragedy struck in Maine. I guess the question, you know, obviously your colleague Chris Murphy is, you know, um, guns are a big issue for him. I'm not saying they're not for you too, but we have an issue where mental health was definitely, definitely an issue with Mr. Card, but also access to to weapons was an issue too. Is uh, my assumption is we'll get a lot of talk and then nothing will change in terms of legislatively on this issue. I've advocated for some time that we have better red flag laws. Maine has virtually none. No family could apply in Maine to separate Mr. Card, the the suspect here, from his weapons, even though they knew his mental health condition was deteriorating, even though he had been hospitalized, even though he clearly had issues, as they say. And red flag laws enable people to be separated from firearms if they are dangerous to themselves or others. Uh, through a court proceeding with due process. I advocated it for years, and finally a version of it was adopted in the Bipartisan Safer Communities Act. Uh, Chris Murphy and I have worked for years on banning assault weapons and other measures. I spoke to Susan Collins last night. Uh, I think Maine is, is grieving. We all should be mourning the dead. Our hearts should go out to the victims and their loved ones, but we ought to honor them with action. And you're right, in the wake of these mass shootings, there's always a lot more talk than action, but we still have to try to get action. And a national red flag law with real teeth is one possibility here that we ought to pursue. Just real quick, we got to go, but I, I did want to ask you thoughts on Mike Johnson. Mike Johnson. You know, I always want to be hopeful and optimistic. The new speaker of the House is part of a far-right fringe Trump supporter, anti-gay rights, anti-women's reproductive rights, uh, very, very, very conservative record. But, you know, we need to get a budget done. We need to pass certain legislation that will require bipartisan action, and we need to come together. That's what I'm going to do. And uh, in my interactions with him, I'm going to try to emphasize the positive and get stuff done. We always appreciate the time. I'm sure it's a, that's a tough travel. I hope you get some rest this weekend. Uh, we thank you for joining us. Thank you, Brian. Take care. All right, Senator Richard Blumenthal. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 